Oh, dear. We become a race of peeping toms. What people ought to do is get outside their own house and look in for a change. Yes, sir. How's that for a bit of homespun philosophy? CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... E.G. Marshall. Might is right, said the German poet. And justice, there is none. Well, of course, there are times when it certainly looks that way, doesn't it? However, there is justice. And there is a judge. And if on occasion it might seem that no one is trying the case, it doesn't mean that the court has been abandoned. No. It's just a recess. A brief recess. Your case, my case, everyone's case is on the calendar, waiting to be called. Who asked you to come running in here anyhow? Uh, look, I'll forget about the whole thing. You heard a shot. You had to find out what happened. Believe me, I know nothing. You had to poke your nose where it doesn't belong. Look, I swear, I swear, I, I won't say a single word. You have no one to blame but yourself. Hey, don't, don't, don't look at me like that. It's your fault. Your fault. mystery drama, The Ripple Effect, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Les Tremaine. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule, and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. the truth, but waits, said Leo Tolstoy. However, with all due respect, one must often wonder, just what is he waiting for? Certain it is that right is being strangled by wrong, virtue ravaged by vice, good murdered by evil. Why then does he wait? Well, perhaps he waits for us to see the truth. A Mr. John Flanders is calling on a Mr. Emerson Maitland. Mr. Flanders, known as Honest John, is an important political leader. Mr. Maitland would like to be the next congressman from Honest John's district. Uh, you won't be the best congressman the district ever had, Emerson. Still, you won't be the worst. Then I'm to get the nomination. Emerson, what sort of talk is that? The nomination isn't something I hold in my coat pocket like a lollipop. You know what I'm talking about. If the party gives me the designation, it's tantamount to election. Don't play games with me, John. Am I getting the designation? Well, that depends. On what? On the answer to one question. Well, fire away. Uh, the voters are on a purity kick. You appear to be honest. Now, have you at any time ever committed a, a crime? Never. Will you just listen? Now, have you ever been guilty of any uh, breach of the law? Have you ever been involved in any sort of scandal? Never. The opposition's going to run your past life through a ringer. Uh, 
big thing in this district is moral rectitude. Oh, I know that. I know that. Well, I say it because in some districts, <laughs> a guy can have two dozen wives and a couple of girlfriends, and the voters don't care. I've always been straight arrow, John. Always. Whereas here, everything has to be in order uh, in the bedroom, uh, if you get my drift. Oh, absolutely, John. Absolutely. Uh, well, you come over as a devoted husband, huh? Is uh, what we see what is there? I assure you. And there's absolutely no prospect whatsoever of a surprise? A surprise? You know what I mean. Well, yes. Well, so if you have nothing to hide, and if there are no surprises, you'll get the designation. There... There will be no surprises. Well, that was the question I was sent to ask, and that's the answer I had to get. Oh, tell your wife she can start looking for an apartment in Washington, D.C. Who's there? Shut your mouth, sister. What are you doing doing in my apartment? You weren't supposed to be home. Who who are you? What do you want? Don't yell. Now be calm and you don't have to get hurt. What do you want? I want to make this easy on both of us. What do you want? I want the letters. What letters? Oh, come on. Well, you, you know what letters. Now, look. One way or another, I get the letters. You can hand them over like a lady, and I'll oh. take them like a gentleman. I don't know what you're talking about. The second way, I just knock you around till you see the light like that. Oh. No, 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 don't hit me. Yeah, it's up to you. No. Now, the letters. Won't you tell me what letters you're talking about? You know what letters. The letters that were written to you by Miss Emerson Maitland. Uh, Emma Emerson. Oh, 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 those letters. Oh, what if he wants them so badly? Uh, Why not? Sure, sure. Just let me get out of bed. Uh, they're, 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 They're right here in this drawer. Now you're talking. Right here. Uh, hey. Hey, what's this? You can see what it is. A revolver. And now I'm going to call the police. Oh, no, you won't. Stand back. Hey. I'll shoot. Don't take another hey. step. I'll shoot. I'm warning you. Oh, it won't shoot. It won't shoot. Let go of me. Let go of me. Drop it. Drop it. Let the go on the floor. No. Let go of it. Let go. No. Take your finger oh. off the trigger. Oh. You crazy dame. Oh. I'm... I'm... Hey, I told you to let go. Oh, for oh. crying out loud. Oh. Oh. Everything is going wrong. I... I... I, I don't want it. Oh. Hey. Hey. Listen... Uh, what do you want to do that for? I don't want to kill you. I didn't. Who is it? It's me, Jocko. For crying out loud, let me in. All right, close it. What's the matter, Jocko? Are you all right? You see this? It's a gun. Uh... Jocko, one thing we agreed, you'd never carry a gun. I gotta get rid of it. I gotta find a good place to get rid of it. Yeah, that's right. You never get into real trouble if you don't have a gun. 
And if you do have a gun, you can kill somebody. I did. That's why you should never... Chaco, what did you say? I said I killed somebody. Oh, no. No, Jocko. I didn't mean to do it. Jocko. This guy, he gave me a job. To kill and you took it. No, 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 no. There was this thing. Hmm? She had some letters and he wrote her. And, and he wanted them back. And I was supposed to steal them from her apartment. Well, I, I thought she wasn't home, but she was. So I tried to act tough. Oh, Jocko. And she had a gun. She was going to kill me. And I grabbed for the gun. It went off. And it killed her. That's the honest truth. What's her name? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? This guy, he just gave me an address. He said, go there and find the letters. It's only a two-room apartment. Oh, who was the guy? I don't want you mixed up in it. Oh, if you're mixed up in it, I'm mixed up in it. No, 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 not as far as the cops are concerned. Anyone see you? No, nobody. Coming or going? Nobody saw me. I could swear to it. Did someone hear the shot? There's a lot of traffic outside. It could have been a backfire. Oh, no one saw you. No one heard you. Uh, I don't even have to ask this. Naturally, you wore gloves. Gloves. You always wear gloves. I mean, that's the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I know, but... Uh... You're not going to tell me this time. Well, it wasn't a regular job where somebody could call the cops. You didn't wear gloves. I didn't think I had it. You didn't wear gloves. All right. All right. I didn't wear gloves. This time, this one time, why didn't you? Because they're a pain in the neck, that's why. Listen, I didn't touch nothing anyway. You didn't? I swear. You didn't touch the doorknob? You were the knob to the outside door, the knob to her bedroom door. That's all. Oh, that's enough. When there's a murder, look, the cops spray some kind of powder all over everything. They'll get your fingerprints. Maybe. Well, maybe there's a lot of other fingerprints on the door. You know, lots of people come and go, and... Uh... and maybe there ain't. Can we take the chance? What do you want me to do? Well, who's the guy asked you to steal the letters? Well, he's a... He's a politician. Big shot. Running for office. And I ain't going to tell you another word. Well, then I'm going to tell you. Now, you get out of here right now. I go where? Mexico. What, Meg? What for? In case your prints are on the doorknob. You go to that place we went to last winter. Well, that takes dough. I got 200 in the house. 200? It's just about car fare. Now, you go. I'll stay here. I'll send you more money. Now, give me the gun. What for? I'll get rid of it. That way I'll be sure. Oh, look, I can... No. Get... It's an expensive-looking gun. You may try to sell it. Why, you think I'm that dumb, Lena? Yeah. Come on, hand it over. Uh... Huh. Now, take this money. And get on the first plane. Hey, listen, listen. I got an idea. I could raise some dough. No, Jocko. Do it my way. Listen, Lena. Look, where's you... that number of the airline we used last year? Lena, this way we could be together. I got this idea. Oh, here it is. Hey. Lena, yeah. listen, I'm talking to you. This idea of mine... Where do I make the call? Hello? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, when is your next flight to Mexico City? Selena, I can raise this dough so easy. Oh, at 9.30. Oh, well, that, that gives me an hour to get to the airport. Selena. Yes, yes. One. Tourist. The name is Mr. Jock Lewiston. Yes, that's right. He'll be there. Thank you. Don't you want to hear my idea? No. 
Look, I'm putting you in a cab and sending you to the airport. You just make it. Flight 17 Intercontinental. Now, come on. Lena. The cops could be checking those prints right now. You don't have a minute to lose. <laughs> Cassie! Cassie! Lena, my way, I could pick up this dough easy. There's no easy yes. way to pick up dough. No. Look, I'll, I'll come down and join you as soon as I can. Look out for yourself, will you? Baby, I don't like to leave you alone. It, it, it won't be for long, Jocko. Uh, what do you say, folks? Either you want a cab or you don't want a cab. You missed the plane. Okay, okay. I still say my way would be better. I don't want to hear about it. Well, good luck, Jocko, honey. Good luck. Uh, international airport driver. He has a plane to catch. I appreciate that, lady. Well, we're off. Nice looking girl. Your wife? Turn right at the next block. Turn right at the next block? But that ain't the way to the airport. We ain't going to the airport. We're headed for 8640 Hudson Place. Hudson Place? That's, that's that's the other end of nowhere. It's way out in the woods. And step on it. I'm running out of time. Young fellow like you, you got nothing but time. be a house here, square in the middle of no place. Uh, that is uh, 8.35 on the meter. All right, wait for me. I'll be out in just a couple of minutes. Well, I got all night. Clock's running. Take your time, sport. Jocko. Oh, come in. Look, I got no time. I got a cab waiting outside. I got to have some money. I've got the money right here. Just give me those letters. There ain't no letters. What do you mean? There, there are no letters. She had a gun. She was going to hold me for the cops. I tried to get it away from her, the gun. And now she's dead. And I got to leave town. You killed her. No, no, no. I only want to get the gun away. But where are the letters? Was I going to hang around and look for letters? You expect me to believe you didn't find I'm any... in a jam on account of you. I'm in a jam. I got to leave the country. You got to give me money. The letters. Just hand me the letters. I did it for you. You should have made sure she wasn't home. And so, you intend to take her place. Instead of her being able to blackmail me, I now have you. I won't stand for it. On account of you, I had to commit a murder. And you're going to pay for it. I won't let you hold those letters over my head. I don't know what you're talking about. I have something on my desk here that might convince you. Now then. Ah, uh, listen, Mr. Maitland. That gun don't scare me. You're a stupid man. It should. We have been here before, wouldn't you say? And those letters whatever they are, always seem to inspire somebody to produce a gun. Will there be more fireworks? Well, Act Two will certainly have its quota of sound and fury. As the poet said, if you would write of love, Carve your words on ice. Scribble them on the sands. And speak of love only into the wind. Good advice, no? Well, a gentleman named Emerson Maitland put his words of love down on paper. A most foolhardy thing to do. 
But uh, he thinks, apparently, that he can recoup with a gun. I want those letters. I don't have the letters. Don't force me to kill you. Hey, hey, now, wait a minute. Don't be crazy. I'll count to three. No, 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 no. Don't, don't shoot. Don't, don't. I'll, I'll go get them. That won't do. Let me call a certain party That's and better. I... But I warn you, don't try anything. Now, look, I ain't crazy. At the first sign of a double cross, Pick up the phone. Yes, who? Dial. No tricks. Why would I want to pull any tricks? Hello? Lena. Jacko, why aren't you on the plane? Listen, Lena, I, a guy's holding the gun on me. His name is... Jacko! His name... Jacko! 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 Jacko, what is it? You're a fool. Why did you make me shoot? It didn't have to be this way. All you had to do was give me those letters. Now, what am I going to do? Uh, excuse me? What? Who are you? Uh, oh, me? I'm uh, I'm cab driver. Uh, party asked me to wait. He'd be right out, he said. I was sitting there in my cab, and I heard a shot, so I just... Uh... He's dead. Look, look at him, he's dead. Well, why, why'd you kill him? Well, I didn't... You, you didn't kill me. How can you say you didn't kill him? I I, I, I didn't mean to kill him. Well, now, we we got to call the police. The police? Yeah, that's what they're for. A murder is committed, you call the police. Now, where's the phone? Ah, yeah, there it is, I see. Keep away from that telephone. Why? You think we shouldn't report it? I I can't afford to be mixed up in a, a murder case. What do you mean, mixed up? You are the case. It, it was the letters. Letters? He, he was going to blackmail me. Oh, well, and look, you, you'll get off. You got nothing to worry about. You kill a blackmailer, they let you go. But then I'd have to tell them about the letters. letters. What letters? I wrote her the letters. Oh, I was a fool. I couldn't help it. Mr. The jury will take everything into consideration. But the voters won't. My dream, my life's ambition, to be a congressman, I, I won't give it up. Oh, I begin to see the picture. Look, now, you shouldn't have written such letters. I couldn't help it. I was so grateful to her, to Molly. For 20 years, I've been married to a, a human iceberg. You know what that is. Uh, I can imagine. And I met Lolly. She was so vibrant, so alive, so so loving. Well, you, you, you don't have to draw the picture. Those letters. You see, I had to get rid of Lolly because she could destroy my career. It might occur to her to, to use those letters. I, I couldn't take a chance. Look, well, look, you'll have to go into all this when the police get here, so why say it twice? Don't move. Hey, now, wait a minute. Wait, don't, don't, don't look at me like that. You insist on calling the police. Well, well, you I, consider I, it your duty as an upstanding citizen. Yeah, but I'm not a fanatic. If I allow you to walk out of here, you'll go to the nearest police station. Now, what do you mean, if you let me, let me walk out of here? I'm in a very awkward position. I don't want to do this. Do what? But I'm trapped. I have no way out. Who asked you to come in here, anyhow? No, no, look, look, look. I, I, I can forget about the whole thing. You heard a shot. You simply had to poke your nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah, but I'll never say a single solitary word. It's that... your fault. You have placed me in an absolutely intolerable position. But believe me, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to let you ruin my career? Destroy my marriage? No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I, I won't. You've got no one to blame but yourself. No. 
Mister, you're crazy. It's your fault. Don't, don't shoot me again. <laughs> What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you, Lieutenant. It wasn't a case of somebody stopping the cab and pulling a stick up. It wasn't. No, sir, Lieutenant. It wasn't. What was it, Lena? My name is Miss Morgan. Okay, look, I, I admit Jocko was a small-time burglar. And this cab driver, Renfrew Kovacs, he was just a cab driver. So, two guys like them get knocked off. So what? They're nobody. Why should the cops knock themselves out? And we can only go by what we've got. The cab was held up. Maybe he put up a fight. I'm sorry. You're sorry? What does that mean, you're sorry? Now, look, Miss Morgan... What about the phone call I got? How could he phone me if he was shot in the cab? That's where the bodies were found, in the cab. When he was on the phone to me, I heard two shots. He yelled, Lena, somebody's got a gun on me. He was about to tell me the guy's name when I, I heard the shots. And somebody hung up. How could that happen in a cab? I only have your word for that phone call. Why would I lie? Lieutenant, you know the dame who was killed yesterday? Lolly Horvath? Yeah. Well, it's got to be her. She was the only dame killed in this town yesterday. Do you know who killed her? No. I do. Jocko. Jocko? It doesn't matter now, but it's all tied together. Now, Lena... What are you building here? Look, a, a, a guy hired Jocko to break into this dame's apartment and steal some letters. They, they must have been love letters. What else? But Jocko was... She had the gun. And he tried to get it away from her, and it went off. And, and Well, how do you know all this? Jocko came home and told me. I made him give me the gun. Where is it? I, I got rid of it. Dropped it off the outer city bridge. I could believe your story a little better if we had the gun. Please, Lieutenant. I know it would be easy to write it off as a holdup, but Jocko was killed because of those letters. Which letters? The ones he was supposed to steal from Lolly Horvath's apartment. Now, we were all over the place and we didn't find any letters. Maybe, I don't know, maybe this politician thinks Jocko had him and would try to use him as blackmail. Which politician? That's all Jocko would tell me. He was a politician. He was running for office. He needed those letters. A politician running for office. Now, there's a real live lead. Evangeline? I'm home. So I see. I thought you'd stay at the lodge another few days. Well, that's just what I told the press. You know, it looked good in print. Congressional candidate goes away to commune with nature. Mm. To tap once again the basic wellsprings of life. I dare say. Day and a night of that is sufficient, believe me. Anything interesting happened while you were up there? Oh, what could happen? Well, something happened back here in town. Oh? A friend of yours died. I should say, a former friend. I should also say, uh, she didn't die... She was murdered. She? Lolly Horvath. Oh. She evidently surprised a burglar in her apartment. Oh, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I knew you would be. Evangeline, that, that's been over and done with for more than five years now. I wonder why she was murdered. Well, didn't you just say she surprised a burglar? Did I? 
Well, the, the newspaper account isn't quite clear. What, uh, what was the burglar looking for, I wonder? Oh, ordinarily, I, I guess. Uh, jewels, money. <laughs> what do burglars look for? Who knows? There are all kinds of burglars. Evangeline, you are never one to engage in aimless, idle conversation. Aimless, idle conversation. Oh, how appropriate. But how untrue. I never did engage in that kind of conversation until the past several years of our married life when it all became aimless and idle. Please, Evangeline. Don't worry, I won't divorce you. Not now. And if I did, it, it no longer carries the, the stigma it used to. I, I thought we'd made up. Yes. You need a wife to enhance your image. I need a husband to support me. Well, we'll make do. In all my married life, I I only made one mistake. You mean you were only caught one time? Oh, please. It's a very straight-laced election district, Emerson. Are you sure your affair with Lolly Horvath... Oh, please, don't refer to it. It, it. It's over. You mean you were able to keep it absolutely secret? From everyone but you. I hope you didn't leave any traces behind. Traces? Sort of traces. The ones that immediately come to mind would be fingerprints. I don't understand. Fingerprints? I hope you didn't leave any. Where? Why, you... You might have left them in Lolly Horvath's apartment. How could I leave fingerprints in her apartment? You could have. For instance, the papers say a, a burglar... Evangeline, will you please tell me what you're talking about? I hope you weren't the burglar... I? You certainly wouldn't be interested in stealing something from Lolly's apartment. What are you talking about? The letters. The... The letters? The letters you wrote to Lolly Horvath. They could end your political career. How do you know about the letters? What do you know about the letters? <laughs> Obviously, we are dealing here with a man of letters. So far, they have taken the lives of one, two, three people. And every time Mr. Emerson Maitland gets a certain tone in his voice, when the letters are being discussed, we have another homicide. Did you detect that familiar tone again? Well, very soon, we arrive at the moment of truth, which is, of course, the third act. de Balzac, who knew a thing or two about people, said that a person should always keep his words to himself, instead of speaking them or writing them publicly, so that other folk could twist them about for their own purposes. Like most sound advice, this too has gone begging. Emerson Maitland would be in better shape today if he hadn't written certain letters yesterday. What letters? Why, my dear... The letters you wrote to Lolly Horvath. Love letters. Why, I, I never... Yes. You never what? Never wrote her love letters? How did you know? That 
will have to be my own little secret. Evangeline, those letters, they could ruin me. I know. Do you have them? Why? I, I want to know. Oh, it's delicious. I longed. I longed for revenge, but I didn't even know what I meant by revenge. For example, the fact of the letters could end your political career. Evangeline, I would make a splendid congressman. I could help our nation. The existence of those letters could even have you indicted for murder. You would have a motive for killing Lolly Orba. What are you going to do? I don't know. This is rare brandy. Fine wine. This is to be sipped and savored. Please, Evangeline. I may do something. I may do nothing. I'll make it up to you. I'll make everything up to you. I dare say you will before I'm finished with you. Good night. Lieutenant Quincy. Oh, it's you. Yes, sir. Look, I've got an idea. Now, look, Lena. I mean, Miss Morgan. No, no, Lena's okay. Listen. Jocko said some big politician who was running for office hired him to get the letters back from Miss Lolly Horvath. What letters? So when he came home after he killed Miss Horvath... If he killed Miss Horvath... He said he could raise some dough. Which had to mean he'd go to this big politician's place and get it. You don't have an ounce of fact yet, Miss Morgan. Call me, Lena. So, he went there. The big politician may have been afraid Jocko was holding out on the letters. If there was such a thing as letters... And killed Jocko. So why was the cab driver also dead? He had to kill the cab driver, too. Otherwise, the cabbie could have called the cops. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Then he puts both their bodies back in the cab and drives them off to the place where they were found. And that's exactly the way it happened, Lieutenant Quince. I'm sorry. A big politician running for office in this district. Okay, we got two guys running for Congress. Two guys running for the state senate. Two guys running for the assembly. And two guys running for city council. Three guys running for judge. Okay? If that's what it is, that's what it is. That's 11 big politicians. Now, one of them was tied up somehow with Lolly Horvath. Now, that's where it comes unstuck, Lena. We've run out of string on our boyfriends, and none of them is a politician. But this could have been years ago. We went back, way back. You could have missed. Look, Lieutenant, you want to get rid of me for good? You do this. I can't do it. I need you to do it. I say, Jocko called me from the house of a big-shot politician who was running for office. But we've been through it that. It was but... 10 o'clock, night before last. Now... You have the phone company. Check the records of each of those 11 guys. See who made a phone call to my number at that time. There's your proof. Proof? Supposing, just supposing, a call was made from one of their homes to mine, huh? Well, it... Why would any of those big shots be calling me for? It would mean I'm telling the truth. It would mean Jocko did call me just before he was killed. It would mean he wasn't murdered in a taxi cab. Now, look, Lena, it could all be something... Are you you're... scared, Lieutenant? Scared? Of what? Of the truth. This way you got yourself a nice, convenient little hold-up murder. And in a week you can forget all about it. Now, look here, young lady. You can... My way, it's something else. And it involves a big shot. And maybe you don't want to tangle with it. Or even if... 
Even if the record shows a phone call was made from one of those guys' houses, that still doesn't have to prove anything to a jury. No. But it proves it to you. And you're a good cop. I know you, Quince. If you don't run this lead down, your conscience will bother you for the rest of your life. Okay, Lena. Pick up that pencil and write down your phone number. Lieutenant, I'm right. You'll see. Just write it down, huh? Oh, Eddie, I have to know about a phone call. If it was made to a certain number at 10 o'clock last Wednesday night, it could have been made from any one of 11 telephones. Lieutenant Quince. Yeah. You're kidding, Eddie. You mean a call actually was made to her number? I told you. I told you. Quiet. From where, Eddie? A phone registered in the name of Emerson Maitland at 8640 Hudson Place. He did it. Thanks, Eddie. He did it. He's the killer. He's the politician. Maitland. What are you waiting for? Why don't you go and arrest him? On what charge? On what charge? Murder. Uh, Lena, just because it shows the call was made doesn't prove... What are you backing down now for? I told you Jocko called me and was killed. Well, here's the number. All right, Lena. But it's not going to be easy. But the call, there's a record of the call. Yeah, 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 but there's no record of what was said or that Jocko made it. And none of it can hang together unless we find the letters. But I'm right. And you know I'm right. And you won't quit on it. A police detective? This is a surprise. Uh, may I uh, come in, Mr. Maitland? Uh, Please do, Lieutenant. Uh, who's at the door, Emerson? Oh, uh, Evangeline, uh, this gentleman is a police detective, uh, Lieutenant Quince. How do you do, Lieutenant? I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, you have a home at 8640 Hudson Place. Uh, summer home, yes. Mm-hmm. Were you there Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Uh, let me think. According to the papers, that's where you said you'd spend a couple of days. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I was. Uh, now that I think of it, you know a young lady named Lena Morgan? Lena Morgan. Uh, no, no. Name is not at all familiar. Well, sir, checking the records of the telephone company, a call was made from your house on Hudson Place to Miss Morgan's number Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Well, that's impossible. I, uh, I don't know Miss Morgan. Why should I call her? Could someone else have made the call from your place on Hudson Avenue? No, no. I, I was alone. It must be a mistake. But the record shows a call was made. Oh, 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 I remember now. I, I did make a call. <laughs> uh, her name is Morgan, you say? Yes, Lena Morgan. Uh, of course. I called Lou Morgan, the news commentator. I, I wanted to talk to him. Yes? Perhaps to uh, set up an interview. I looked up his number in the book. Uh, Lou Morgan must have dialed Lena Morgan by mistake. I... I remember now. A young lady answered. I, I knew it was the wrong number, and I apologized and hung up. And you uh, didn't dial the operator and ask for credit? I didn't think about it. Will the record show that you made another call? Well, no, because uh, I believe in the odd laws of chance. Uh, the fact that I had chosen the wrong number could have been a sign that I was not to call Lou, that the interview was not to be. 
And then you don't know uh, Miss Lena Morgan? No, sir, I, I do not. Do you know a man named Jocko Lewiston? No, Lieutenant. A cab driver named Renfrew Kovacs? Nope. Miss uh, Lena Morgan. Now, why is her name familiar? Oh, I know. I read it in the paper. She was the mistress of a burglar named Jocko Lewiston. He was murdered. I wouldn't know, as Angeline. <laughs> well, Lieutenant, uh, do you have any more questions to ask me? No, not at the present. Uh, does that mean you will have further questions in, in the future? I don't know. I can't read the future. Why isn't he under arrest? He claims he called a wrong number. But it's a lie. Jocko called me from that number. He was holding a gun on Jocko. He killed Jocko. There's no proof. Your word against his. And who are you, Lena? You got a prison record. You've been involved in confidence operations. It looked like an attempt to smear him politically. Well, what are we going to do? The letters. If we could find those letters, it would all fall into place. We've got to find those letters. Lieutenant Quench. Who? Yeah, send her up. You better beat it, Lena. I'll have to talk to somebody. You mean you, you're not going to nail this guy for Jocko's murder? Lena, I'm going to do what I can. Now be a good girl and beat it. I really don't know what I'm doing here, Lieutenant. But uh, yesterday, when you were speaking to my husband, I... Well, it... Uh, it all fell into place. What fell into place, Mrs. Maitland? You see, I thought my husband had murdered Lolly Horvath. What are you saying? But he didn't. This Jocko Lewiston was a sneak thief. Obviously, Emerson had hired him to steal the letters from Miss Horvath's apartment. Then there are letters. Lieutenant, I am no longer in love with my husband. Actually, I despise him for reasons that are personal and private. Yes, but the letters, what about... He the... was having an affair with this Horvath woman. Stupidly, he had written her letters. When he cast her aside, she came to me. She had the letters. She offered them to me. I, of course, had to play the grand lady. To show her how much contempt I had for the whole affair, I took the packet of letters and, without even looking at them, tossed them into the fire. You... You burned them? Completely. Of course, he didn't know that. Still doesn't know it. Well, then... She wasn't trying to blackmail him. No, of course not. But his mean little mind immediately assumed she might. And he must have hired that poor sneak thief to steal But her. the letters are gone forever. Yes. I, uh... Well, I, I had to come here to tell you. He committed murder. But we'll never be able to prove it. I thought you went home. I recognized her from the papers. I stood by the door. I heard the whole thing. Look, I know how we can get Maitland. Without the letters, we've got nothing. I said I know how to get him. Yeah? You want to be at my place at 7.30? You'll be able to stop a murder. Are you going to do something against the law? Yeah. 
That's why you ought to be there. To stop me. Well, now, Miss Morgan. Uh, that name surfaces again. I've come here at your invitation. To do what? Well, I... I said it was a matter of utmost importance. It's, uh, about the letters. Letters? The love letters you wrote to Lolly Horvath. The letters you killed three people for. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, maybe they can only get you for one murder, but that's good enough. You're bluffing. Miss Horvath is murdered. Letters that name you as her red-hot lover come to light. Oh, what a motive. Anyway, at the very least, you're through in politics. Where are the letters? Ah, you admit there are letters. Where are they? How do you know about them? Well, my boyfriend was supposed to steal them. We were going to blackmail you. We didn't figure you'd kill him. I'll kill you, too. Put that captive away. This is the gun I used to kill your friend and that driver. The letters. Where are the letters? You think I'd have the letters here? <laughs> they're in a safe place. Where are they? As far as you're concerned, they're in the safest place in the world. They don't exist. What are you saying? Where did they go? Well, I... I guess you could say they're gone with the wind. Yeah. That's what happens when something goes up in smoke. Your wife burned them, chump. She... She burned them? Then nobody... It was all for nothing, sucker. All for nothing, Mr. Maitland. She's absolutely right. It was all for nothing. We could have had the perfect crime, the absolutely unsolved murder case. But as the legend goes, the killer always leaves a clue. And sometimes it isn't even a physical, tangible clue either. He leaves a bit of himself, of his personality. And this is what cries havoc. Don't you cry. I'll be right back. I'm Hyman Brown, producer-director of the Radio Mystery Theater. Before we continue with today's play, I'd like a word with the young people in our audience. When we went on the air with the Radio Mystery Theater, we were delighted to hear from so many of you, telling us how much you enjoyed our radio drama. Well, now I have more good news for you and your parents, too. On February 5th and 6th, we're starting a new weekend drama series. It's the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater. Every Saturday and Sunday, we'll bring you two different radio plays, some based on famous books, plus many new and original stories never heard before. All will be filled with action, suspense, and adventure. The popular television star, Tom Bosley, will be our host each week. I hope you'll be looking forward to it as much as we are. And join with us for the General Mills Radio Adventure Theater starting February 5th on many of these stations. This has been a story about the ripple effect. Drop a stone into a pond. Notice how ripples form to transmit energy from the center to all sides. And underneath, that single force displaces and creates other forces. 
and an entire universe of dependent activity comes into being. All from a single action. Thus, one accidental murder leads to another. And a third. And lives are upset and displaced. And who knows where, if at all, it will end. Our cast included Les Tremaine, Robert Dryden, Martha Greenhouse, Earl Hammond, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>